Hello and welcome to the Tony Daily with me, Tony Kent. Now I am using a different microphone setup today because this is my third recording because the first recording, my children started shouting at each other on the stairs and the second recording, one of my dogs started howling because it was food time and she finds it impossible not to sing a little song every time. I'm going to say my husband gets the meat out, but that sounds disgusting. Um, so I am using uh, some very nice noise cancelling headphones. So let's see how that goes. Well, today it is the 4th of January. And how do we know? How do we know it's the 4th of January? Well, if you've been listening for the past eight days, today is day eight. Thank you very much. And if you're new today, welcome. And the way that I confirm what day it is, is by telling you what's going on on the Village Facebook page. It's a nice little timestamp. And uh, today there's two distinct strands. We'll bypass the fact that somebody asked for a kennel for their dog, which prompted some remarks about, well, why would you keep your dog outside? Well, actually, it's because I work at stables, so up yours. Um, we'll bypass that one and instead look at what is being given away. So what's being given away today? Well, there are things for children, which is very fitting. There's some rucksacks and cycle helmets and some folders that are great for students. And that's very fitting because today was the day when many um, people, many parents went back to work after the Christmas and New Year break. I know lots of people did work in between, um, but that coincided with the day that most children did not go back to school. Uh, I don't know what it's like where you are, but locally it is an inset day. Oh, thank you for that blessing of trying to work while your kids are at home. How I have missed the fighting over the printer. Uh, 50 minutes, 50 minutes of trying to print five pages. Anyway, that's the giveaway for the kids for their return to school that I cannot wait for. And there were also some giveaways which are beauty related. I mean, there's an awful lot on here. Somebody is either having a proper clear out or they were gifted some things for Christmas that aren't really their cup of tea. And the beauty giveaways fit in nicely with today's extract from Reasons to be Cheerful Part 1. If you're enjoying this part, um, do buy a copy if you don't already have one or don't buy a copy and just listen for free. You can find it on Amazon, though, if you do want one. This piece is called Absolutely Flawless. So here are some things that, to the best of my knowledge, the skin around my eyes has not been responsible for. Passing my driving test. Securing our mortgage. Prompting my move from employee to freelancer. Our decision to get married. And brilliant moments with lifelong friends. Now, I know this, but spend a disproportionate amount of time thinking about what I can do to reduce the appearance of the sunburst that emanates from around my eyes and is somewhat disturbingly working its way outwards until it reaches my hairline or falls off the edge of my jaw. Now, since I wrote this, some of those things have come to pass. <laughs> there is, there's a line that it just, it made a run for it. It's gone all the way, all the way to the edge. Um, given the amount that I smile and the extent to which these lines appear throughout my family, and if you've seen a picture of my family, you know this is a hereditary look. This is a ridiculous thought. I am genetically predisposed to have them. And it's not going to get any better either. So why the hell am I worrying about it now? Perhaps instead I should be looking forward to the fun I'll be able to have in 30 years time when I will be able to use origami techniques to fold my face into new and interesting shapes. 
Yeah, see, I won't need any surgical intervention. I'll just like <laughs> use the lines as a, as a kind of guide like you do with a paper airplane and transform my face into something completely new. It is a vain and fruitless worry, and yet so many smart women are equally concerned with their breasts, legs, bottoms, necks, hands. We are too wobbly, too wrinkly, not brown enough or pouty enough to make it in today's world. And don't get me started on hair. Now, if you listen to the How Does Your Garden Grow episode, you know what I think about hair. If you haven't heard it, go back and give it a listen. So why else would such a massive beauty industry exist without these insecurities? And what on else? What on earth are they going to focus on next? Our elbows? I reckon elbows and knees. That's where my money is. Now, don't get me wrong. I love wearing makeup and being pampered at the spa. But ads that focus on turning back the clock or preventing the march of nature on a woman's body unsettle me. These help reinforce the view that women must not appear older than 25. And if your body changes after having children, you have failed. So we spend more time and money per ounce on these products than we would on gold. And the yields on gold right now is very good. Just saying. Chasing a version of perfection that can't be achieved. Brilliant, clever women worrying about something that is not within their power to change unless they're up for a lifetime of tweaks, nips and tucks until they finally give in to the realisation that no surgery or technology is going to make them look convincingly the same as a dewy skinned teenager. That same dewy skinned teenager who appeared in an advert for cream for women that are over 40 that was <laughs> tested on 63 people. I always look for that small print. 83% of 63 people agreed that it reduced the appearance of fine lines. What a con. Now, the weird thing is that we do this to ourselves, but generally we do not do this to the people that we care about. When was the last time you didn't accept a phone call from a friend on the basis that one of her boobs is a bit bigger than the other or that she can no longer balance a tea tray on her booty? We see the people we love for who they are their achievements and idiosyncrasies, the things that delight us about them and those that make them bloody annoying. We engage with them on the basis of their minds and spirit, not how physically flawless they are. And that's true, isn't it? God, um, we've got some big birthdays coming up soon in our friendship group. And we've been sort of reminiscing on the times that we spent together. And, and luckily, we have taken quite a lot of photos. And when I look back on them, I think, consistently yes we did all that you know oh well it's amazing when we were 25 but I just think they're gorgeous people like throughout the entire time I've known them they're just bloody gorgeous individuals and I love them for who they are and we've supported each other for so long and there's no point at which you're gonna say wow I'm afraid I'd love to see you but you know looks like you're getting a bit of a tash on your top lip <laughs> so um I think if there's a message from me, <laughs> if you want to listen, um, and something I found very useful to hear was, I think there's a phrase that says, view yourself through the eyes of someone who loves you. And oh my God, your friends will love you for who you are, not what your eyebrows are like or yeah, <laughs> whether, you, whether you need to wear bigger knickers than you did 10 years ago. Um, thank you so much for listening. You're all gorgeous. And uh, I'd love to hear what you think. And if you're enjoying this, do give it a share. Um, send it on to people that you um, love. And I look forward to talking to you again tomorrow.